I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Sophia Gale, here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Sophia, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me here, Leanna. This is my very first podcast to talk about my uh, writing uh, career. So I'm super excited to be on board and uh, meet your listeners. Um, so yeah, I'm Sophia Gale. That's my pen name that I'm publishing my cozy mystery series under. Um, I This is my debut novel. Um, it's called Alchemy and Alibis just released uh, late last month. And I've been a writer of some sort for pretty much my entire working career. I started in marketing um, and content writing, blog post writing, um, kind of a hired gun writer for, you know, anything anyone needed me for. Um, and I moved on to start my own marketing agency. Um, but all the while I was writing fiction, which is my one true love. Um, so I'm just so pleased to have been able to put together my novel and um, with a series planned afterward um, and kind of share that with readers and with the world. Well, congratulations on a debut novel. I, Thanks so much. I'm always glad to have a new author on board and give them any boost that the show can offer. <laughs> Thanks, that's wonderful. So is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Well, I think so much of writing has to come from experience. Um, you know, I write paranormal cozy mystery. So a lot of things are not literally my experience. You know, I'm not a witch. I definitely don't have any magical powers. Um, <laughs> although I, I do wish I did, that would be awesome. But um, um, you know, and I don't, I don't go around solving murder mysteries either. Um, but I think a lot of, um, you know, the characters, um, there's a lot of character moments in there from my life. So my main character, Garnet, she has a best friend, Piper, who is a kitchen witch. Um, and they have a really nice, you know, a friendship, a solid female friendship. So I build um, I built that up from my own life with my own friends and my sister and my mom and all of the great relationships with um, women that I have in my life. Um, you know, the self-doubt my main character feels about doing something new, um, going on a new journey, trying something that isn't really guaranteed for success. I think struggling with feelings of, um, you know, either inadequacy or imposter syndrome, um, all of these things um, you know, come from my experiences. So I think a lot of the emotional motivation and the characters do, um, definitely come from life. And I think, uh, it's important to draw from your own experiences as a person and it comes out really authentically, uh, when you write that way. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you there. Um, I actually write paranormal cozies too. My main characters and elf who runs a ranch in Southern Colorado. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and while like you, I'm not an elf and things like that, but I did give her like my love of old movies. I gave her, you know, just things like that. And it does come across, I think it does make for a more authentic character when you do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we don't have to insert ourselves totally into our main character, but it's <laughs> nice to be able to pull little bits and, and little, um, you know, little bits from your life or observations of those around you as well could really um, help create a solid cast of characters. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Do you have any advice for those who would want to write or maybe write cozy specifically? Yeah, uh, you know, writing can mean so many different things to so many different people. Um, I imagine a lot of your listeners are interested in um, obviously cozies and, you know, maybe writing their own and getting into the business of writing as well as the creative side. But, you know, if you're going to go um, down the path of writing, uh, for me, one of the most important things was setting my goals early and really understanding what I wanted to get out of the process. You know, was I writing for myself, which is fine and that's beautiful. Are you writing something that you just need to get out and put it on paper? Or are you writing to start a business, generate an income, um, or maybe find an agent, or just have, you know, that one published book under your belt and, you know, be proud of it. Like there's, there's so many reasons. So I think if you're starting out on the journey of writing, really dig deep and ask yourself why you're writing um, and set your goals. Um, you know, once you kind of once you start writing and you're in that zone and you've decided, yeah, I'm going to write a novel, I'm going to write a, you know, a series of short stories. It's important that you keep writing. I know, you know, you must have had your fair share of writer's block or, or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, all of us writers, we sit down at our desks and we stare at that little blinking cursor sometimes. And it just seems like this impossible task to, create a character out of thin air and, and, you know, give them some fatal flaw and help them progress through their journey. And it could be so daunting. So I think it's important to just keep doing it every day. Just even if you're exhausted at the end of the day, or you're waking up early to get your words in, get a hundred words down or 200 words or 500 words um, and just kind of make it happen. And, and you'll chip away at your story every day that way. And you'll look back, you know, at the end of each week and each month at this great progress that you made, even if it's in little bits here and there. Absolutely. That is some great advice. And yeah, like you said, I've had my share of writer's block. Sometimes there are times when your characters are, I like to say it's like they're acting like they're two years old and giving you the silent treatment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have a I have a four year old son, and when he was two, uh, yeah, he definitely had his fair share of moments that were a little difficult. So I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have a favorite character, or would you get in trouble with your other characters? <laughs> I, th I think it's both. I, I think I do have a favorite, but uh, I'm not sure the others would agree. Um, <laughs> I um. Yeah, all my characters, they were so fun um, in this novel, so fun to write. They're all, you know, they all have these positive and negative traits and, and they work together so well. I think though my favorite would have to be uh, Sammy. He's my talking black cat and uh, he's a witch's familiar. He's my, my main character, Garnet. It's her best friend's familiar. And he is super grumpy um really cantankerous 
but he's modeled super closely um, to my own cat, um, who is, my cat's a little larger and a little older than Sammy is. Um, <laughs> my, my cat, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's slowed down later in life. So he's not as lithe as Sammy. He's not jumping up on all the furniture these days, but his, his grumpiness, especially when he was younger, knew no bounds. And uh, he was, ever since he was this little furry ball of nothing as a kitten, he was so protective of me and super, uh, you know, socially uh, nervous and, and grumpy around anyone else. So I kind of modeled Sammy's protectiveness of Piper after my own little fur ball that I have. So he's, he's definitely uh, up there in terms of my favorite characters. Oh, I can see why. <laughs> So what author has most influenced your writing? Yeah, well, um, you know, as a writer, I think, I think the majority of us writers are readers first. And that's how we kind of learn that we can be a writer. And, and you know, later in life, hey, we can, we can put pen to paper and make the stories that we enjoyed reading when we were younger and continue to enjoy. So I have so many um, so many authors that influenced my writing. Um, when I was younger, I, I would often go to my cottage with my family and, you know, we, we were right on the water. It was this beautiful, like forested um, up in like Northern Canada. So you have the um, beautiful evergreens and this immersed in nature. And the second I would walk in the door, I'd just dump my bags down, pull out a book, and I would sit on the couch and I'd tell them, you guys go to the lake, I'm good here. And I would just <laughs> park there for the entire week. Um, and so back then, you know, I remember reading authors, um, a lot of fantasy and speculative fiction, um, like C.S. Lewis, like I loved the Narnia series, I just found the world so magical, um, Tolkien, of course, like, oh, of course, <laughs> you know, grandmaster of, yes. of everything. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like um, Madeleine Langle, Wrinkle in Time, um, Margaret Atwood, a fellow Canadian writer. Um, and then I, I would just devour like Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and those serialized mysteries. Um, I just found them so satisfying to be able to just go through and you know you're kind of thinking oh maybe it's this person or maybe it's that person and you go down you know all the red herring paths until at the end of course is the big reveal um those were probably my first introductions to mysteries and they're pretty cozy um I don't know if you'd call them exactly cozy YA mysteries but um yeah they were some of my early influences and then you know, Jane Austen, gotta love, gotta love Austen. Um, and of course, Agatha Christie. Um, so there's, there's lots, lots of authors of, you know, throughout my years, depending on my, my moods and my, you know, taste at the time, it kind of ebbs and flows in terms of who I'm reading. But um, yeah, just have a whole host of authors who live in my head. <laughs> I think that that's exactly how it is for most authors and I actually grew up reading like the boxcar children and the babysitters club mysteries things like that and 
Yes. Love the babysitters <laughs> club. Also a, a big fan. I think, uh, I think when I was maybe like seven or eight, I was subscribed to the babysitters club. Oh, I forget exactly what it was. It was like a, a home delivery. They would send you like the latest book and you got this special little cardboard book holder to kind of put them on as you slowly month by month built your collection. So I remember just collecting the books and waiting so eagerly for the next month's book. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I always got mine through the scholastic oh. fairs at my school. <laughs> Weren't those the best? Those oh. were... <laughs> I, I miss that's the one thing of grade school I missed the scholastic book fair <laughs> yeah absolutely that was just you know you'd have your your like ten dollar bill from your parents and you could go in and just go crazy and buy you know four or five books or maybe a poster of your favorite book or <laughs> all those neat things yeah so outside of writing what other hobbies do you have um, yeah, there, there is an outside of writing. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you with that. It's like, really? Uh, what do you mean outside of writing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, uh, so yeah, when I'm not writing, I'm, I'm a big gamer. I really love video games. So, um, that's kind of what I do in my downtime to unwind in the evenings. I'll usually grab my, lately it's my Nintendo Switch. I'll pick up a game. Um, I kind of, it's, it's funny that as I was writing this cozy mystery, I found myself gravitating to like cozy video games as well, which is, it's not maybe a huge category of games, but it's things like, like Pokemon Snap and Stardew Valley. I find that they're, they're also in that cozy feel. So they kind of kept the feel going while I wasn't, you know, actually being creative, I was enjoying someone else's creativity. Um, so that's that's something I love to do to just unwind. And um, I really love cooking. I'm uh, big into just experimenting in the kitchen. I love cooking for my family or having a big party and just having people over and being able to cook something sort of crazy out there for them. Um, so my kitchen experiments are also something that I, I love to do in my free time. Oh, how fun. I personally love playing like hidden object games on my phone or, mm. or, so um, fun. you know, just things like that, that have a little bit of mystery to them. Like right now I'm into one called man, manner manners <laughs> or no, manner matters. That's what it is. And there's a oh. mystery of why did the guy who owned this mansion disappear? Very cool. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I'm probably going to download that after this podcast, to be honest, because that <laughs> sounds really fun. <laughs> For some reason, I just love hidden object games, despite how frustrating they can be sometimes, because they give you this list and it's like, well, where is that object? <laughs> yeah, when you just have a, like one or two more and you just just cannot find it. <laughs> oh. And then, of course, time inevitably runs out. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, oh. they're fun. I, I feel like I want, I want there to be more mystery games. There's, 
there's been a few. I think there was one. There was one I played years ago called Heavy Rain, and it was it was definitely not cozy. It was it was a little darker, um, but it was kind of like a kind of like a choose your own adventure game where you're playing as this father who has to solve a mystery about his one of his sons and you're you know you're kind of pointing and clicking and, and kind of moving around um and trying to choose the best you know best path for him to kind of go down and solve the mystery um so i i would love to see more crossover maybe like a cozy mystery video game like i feel like that oh, could that be, be fun you know that would be really <laughs> fun with with like cute little like animal crossing style people and you just kind of go to this village and you have to solve mysteries that all your neighbors have <laughs> oh that would be so much fun if anyone who designs video games out there here's this we have an idea for you <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'm on board i'm on board with that the closest I can think of is lately I've gotten into, we don't meet in person to play it, but it's a tabletop role-playing game called Agents of Edgewatch. Mm. And it's kind of like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons where you're exploring these uh, sections chapter by chapter. And it's kind of, mystery related but I would not say cozy mystery related yeah that sounds really cool yeah my character is a cat a cat person investigator oh my gosh <laughs> I love it oh one week though it's so funny uh one of the one of my fellow players has his character turn to me and go like meow because we needed a distraction and he's telling me as a cat to meow <laughs> problem is that requires some performance skill and I mm. was not trained in that mm -hmm. so here I am trying to roll for something my character is not trained in I end up with a four which is an absolute fail mm -hmm. so here my cat cannot meow <laughs> so you're you are a cat that can't meow that's, exactly. That's who you are. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That it makes for a good character, right? It's 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 much more interesting than a cat that can meow because like every cat can meow. But what's what's the backstory? Why did you lose your meow? You know, was it stolen from you? It's I think there's there's a lot of potential there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I'm gonna have to write a cozy mystery about my cat person and why she can't meow and <laughs> I think it's perfect I, th I think it needs to happen yes <laughs> <laughs> so how can my snoops and sleuths follow you um yeah well there's a couple of ways I mean as authors we're all we're all on the internet so I have a website um you can sign up for my mailing list uh the website is my name it's sophiagale.com um and just right on the front page there you can sign up for my mailing list um i'll send you the first three chapters of alchemy and alibis when you sign up and there is an upcoming halloween themed novella that should be coming along to my mailing list sometime in probably late september 
early October to kind of get everybody in the Halloween spirit. Um, that one will be all about Sammy. So I'm excited for that one to come out because gotta love Sammy, gotta love a talking black cat who can meow, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I'm also on Facebook as Sophia Gale Books. Um, so those are probably the, the two places I'm most active right now. And I'll make sure those links are in the show's notes. Great, thank you. Oh, I have had so much fun talking with you. Yeah, me too. This has been a blast. <laughs> well, I can't believe we're already at the last question. Oh, this always makes me so sad because that means the show's over. And <laughs> <laughs> But what is one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Yeah, that's a great question. Um... I feel like they may all have different complaints depending on what I throw at them and in the various scenarios, but I think in general, they might tell me, I don't, I just don't give them a rest. I keep them on their feet. I keep them moving. Um, you know, after, after the first chapter, my main character, Garnet, she goes home to her apartment that she shares with Piper and Sammy. Uh, and she really wants nothing other than to just get into her PJs, have a hot chocolate and read a good book. Uh, it's like a Friday night and that's kind of her dream Friday night, but I don't let her do that. Unfortunately, stuff has to happen. She can't take a break. Um, and you know, Netflix binges don't make the greatest of stories. So <laughs> <laughs> You know, right away I'm throwing stuff at her and she has to get up and go um, to an event and, you know, start the ball moving. But yeah, I don't, I don't really give them a lot of time to just kind of, you know, sit, unwind, relax, play, play Stardew Valley or something like that. <laughs> um, like I like to do, unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a bit hypocritical there. I keep them moving and I, uh, yeah, I don't give them that downtime that they probably deserve, but sorry guys. <laughs> That would probably be a complaint from my character, Sabia, as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, she starts out, she's got like the ranch, a business in town that she runs. And then all of a sudden it's like, by the end of it, she's engaged and having to go to Denver for a rancher's show. Then, <laughs> then the end of then I'm working on the third book and she's getting married. And of course there's a murder she has to solve during the wedding. And <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, as if, as if like planning a wedding isn't hard enough. It's like, let's throw a dead body in there and just <laughs> add to the wedding day jitters. <laughs> exactly. It's just kind of like, are you serious? Can't you just, you know, let this be a sweet little book about me and my fiance getting married. <laughs> yeah. Just give us that. But Nah, we're, we're cozy mystery writers. We just can't let them relax. We can't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, this has been so much fun, Sophia. And your book sounds awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Leanna. This was a total blast. I really enjoyed talking to you and talking about just cozy writing in general. It's, it's been great. Oh, I'm so glad you had fun. 
Well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on the Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons, Regina, Cozy Cub, Dower Bear, and Patty Paul for their contributions in keeping the show commercial free and growing. If you'd like to be like Regina or my fellow podcasters, the Cozy Cub and Dower Bear, join me on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the Cozy Sleuth. Also, if you'd like to hear some great cozy mysteries read by local authors, go to Cozy Rats Maze Podcast, wherever you can find your local podcasts. You can also find me on Twitter at The Cozy Sleuth or on Instagram at The Cozy Sleuth. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.